three, two, one. Welcome back for another edition of The Wild Pitch. This week in studio, RB, a.k.a. Ryan Bruce, alongside myself, Special K. And this week, because we're special, we've got someone special for you. Please say hello to the man, Nate Tompkins. What's up, Nate? Hola, bro, amigos. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, you know, just getting my Sunday drive on today. We're going to talk a little sports, whatever else we got on tap. Where are you headed today? Uh, the beautiful city of Mount Vernon, Georgia. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what the heck is in Mount Vernon? <laughs> uh, not much. There's not much there. There's a really cool Mexican joint called La Cabana. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's the occupation spot. Um, it's where I get to coach at every day. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, so, uh, we're going to get straight into our, our first topic, and it's my favorite topic, and that's uh, playoff baseball. Um, as we know, NLCS, we're tied 1-1, uh, Dodgers-Brewers. Um, who, who do you got in this series, Big Nate? Um, I, you know, you asked me yesterday, uh, before that game, I would have been a hundred percent Brewers. Uh, I watched the game a little bit yesterday, and I, I am not sure, but it looks like the Dodgers may have just swung the momentum with a comeback victory like that. Um, so I, I think it's going to go full length. I think it goes seven. Um, I still give the edge to the Brew Crew right now because they actually have the hottest pitcher in baseball, in my opinion, Wade Miley. Yeah, and they have a pretty dominant guy out of the pen named Josh Hader. Between Hader and Jeffries and uh, what's that with Knable, it's a loaded pen. I think they have the better bullpen of the two, um, and I think that they actually compete better uh, sticks-wise with whoever comes out of the AL. I think they'll... Yeah. Did you see the, the ding-dong Jeffries gave up yesterday? Yeah, I did. You can't, can't do that in that situation. Um, I, Jeffries will be fine. He's one of those swag pitchers, man. He, he just lets it roll off. So, we'll see what happens. Who you got, Special K? Ooh. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm biased in this one. Uh, I, I totally dislike the junk. The, the LA Dodgers here, but I think after yesterday, I, I think Nate makes a good point. I mean, the momentum has shifted, and if if Turner and Machado get hot, it's going to be tough to beat it. I mean, I get the Brewers have the bullpen, but you're going to have to score runs and a lot of runs uh, because I saw this team. It's not that the Braves didn't have fabulous pitching, but they had to rely on that pitching to get a win. And the difference was this team could score more runs. So I, I don't want to say the Dodgers, but that's where I'm leaning. Because I think, you know, when you got guys like Evan Turner, I mean, they're Josh Turner, that, that's special. Those guys coming in those moments, they do big things, and we saw a glimpse of it yesterday. Yeah, Dodgers have a pretty dang good lineup also. Um, who pitched for the Dodgers yesterday? Was it Ryu? It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Who has been pretty filthy, also? Um, 
with that being said, I actually I'm going to give the edge to the Brewers just because after those two, the the Dodgers still have a great starting rotation, but they're not as dominant as Kershaw and Ryu and stealing one from those two pitchers I think is a is going to be huge for the Brewers and I think that's going to help them. I think they're going to tear up a guy like Rich Hill uh, and and Bueller, but the plus for the Dodgers is that Bueller won't be here in the chop, and he'll be pitching at home. So I doubt he gets rocked as much as he did at the old Trust. So I would like to just throw something out there uh, for the fans at home: Who called? What was it actually about to happen, uh, Mr. Ryan Bruce? Who, who sent you a text and gave you a complete play-by-play of what was going to happen before it happened to get that game? Um. That was you, uh, Mr. Tompkins. Um, I was I was actually at uh, the Braves game, and like the nervous wreck I was, I was texting Nate the entire time about the game because even with a 5-0 lead, I, I was very nervous. But before uh, that pitch, I will read for you word for word what uh, what Big Nate said to me. All right? Uh you ready for this? He says, Big Nate, quote-unquote, if he walks in Acuna bats, I need snap video because, in all caps, DONG ALERT. So, I won't read to you the rest of what Big Nate said because we might get get fired from the show and uh, producers may not want Big Nate back on. But, um, man, it was an electrifying moment and my boy Big Nate called Every bit of it. So, the FCC would not approve of us going too much further into those text messages. But, for sure, I mean, the situation was perfect. And, you know, not to dwell on a year that, you know, could be talked about for the entirety of the show, but Acuna's special, man. He's just proven it time and time again. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Braves. But you can't sit there and go, yeah, they're not going to be back in it. This is a lot different vibe than the 13 year. You know, and I mean, it, it, I think I think you got to be excited with that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled for the future of this ball club because uh, I think we're a couple years ahead of schedule. Um, although we did win a very weak NL East. Uh, it was a NL East championship nonetheless, and that's going to give these guys momentum in the years to come. And also, we have a hundred plus million to spend. I saw a fact where, uh, if it happened, it, it probably won't. But we have the money to sign Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and Craig Kimbrell. Just let that sink in. Well, I think first it's it's that would be completely unlike Atlanta. I mean, I you wouldn't see that many big names since Glavin, Smoltz, and Maddox. Like you just wouldn't see those kind of names on a Braves roster. And the last time, and I call it the Teixeira experiment, it just blew up. Like the moment the Braves decided, hey, we're going to go after a big name guy and pay big money, it blew up. So I I could see maybe one of those guys, but not all three. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, another thing that Big Nate of all people pointed out to me, 
we have enough prospects to trade for Mr. Trout without giving up Albies or Acuna, which will never happen. But just it's cool to imagine what our lineup could be like if we had Machado, Harper, Trout, and Acuna. And don't forget about Mr. Freeman. Like that that would be absolutely filthy. But well, and I mean I think that parlays into what you know we're, we're going to talk about next in the ALCS. Uh, the Braves look like the Astros did three years ago, and you can see the Astros now. They put up a record year last year, won the championship, mm-hmm. and this year, I, if I, not to be a spoiler or anything. But they are my pick now to upset the Red Sox. And it would be an upset because the Red Sox have been the best team in baseball all season. But I, postseason play right now, the, the postseason play that they're getting out of their pitching staff in, in Houston is just way too much for anybody. They're, they're going to crush me. Yeah, that, that, that rotation is absolute filth. And thank you for leading us into the the next topic in the ALCS Uh I'm gonna go Houston. Also, man, they just they just have so many guys that are so dangerous, and the 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 Red Sox do too. But they don't have the pitching staff that the Astros do, and I think that just gives them uh, just that that step ahead of them. And I think, uh, as Bregman says, the Showstros will uh, will move on to the World Series, and I think they'll end up repeating. Um, they're just Absolutely ridiculous, top to bottom. What about you, Special K? Well, I guess I'll be the devil's advocate, and and I'll stick with the Sox, even though David Price is taking the mound tonight, which is probably going to blow up by the third inning. Yeah, he's zero and eight in the <laughs> postseason, zero and nine, something like that. I didn't realize it was that bad till yesterday when I heard that that stat. True, it's it's quite daunting to consider it, but you know I'm going to stick with the Red Sox. I mean, again, they didn't win that many games because they got lucky. I mean, they're a good team. I think tonight could be rough. But if they win this game tonight, I think it's going to tell a lot about the rest of the series. Because I think they got a little bit of grit in them. And I think if they can win with David Price on the mound and him not pitching well, it's going to say a lot about this team. And, uh, you know, Cora getting ejected last night. I think, you know, tonight they're going to be ready to play. Like, I think they're pissed off, to be honest. And I think they're – because Garrett Cole's taking the mound. He's a good guy. Really good guy. Probably their number two. Could have been a number one with Verlander at times during the year. So it's going to be a tough matchup. But, you know, even early on, halfway into that game, I mean, it's 2-2. They were in this game. Yeah. You know, and then things kind of folded off after Joe Kelly. But, I mean, that's half the game. Five innings. I think they can change it and pull it around tonight. Yeah. And that's what happens when you bring in a common pitcher uh, on Diamond Dynasty like Brandon Workman. He's going to get rocked. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, uh, Nate, you said your your World Series pick are the Astros? That is correct, yes. And who's your MVP? Um, my MVP is now Alex Bregman. I think he's just, he's playing, you know, head above where he, he should be. And you know, last, last time, this time last week, I said it would be the Red Sox and J.D. Martinez. You did, I remember like, that. Um, last week, and I, I I don't want to be the guy that just flips like that so quick. But they 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 are playing angry. They're playing with momentum. I, I believe that playoff. 
has the better outfield, maybe the best outfield in Major League Baseball. Their infield is eh, okay. Well, Pedroia has been in his normal self. And really, you have been healthy. Bogarts is Bogarts. Um, you have Rocchio, whatever his name is, like the young kid mm-hmm. playing third. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not they're not that great infield-wise, but they're not terrible. Yeah. And, and, and they're vice versa. You go look at the Astros. Astros possibly have the best infield in baseball, where you look at second base, you have Altuve, short, you have Correa, third, you have Brinkman. Wait, were you just were you just calling Altuve short? Say again. Were you calling Altuve short, or were you saying you have Correa at short? Correa at short. Though, Altuve is vertically challenged. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Fair but enough. Again, I think that I think that the outfield outside of um, you know Springer, you, you're not going to go. Oh, that's a big name. I mean Reddick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's had some postseason life, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just feel like I, I, it's, they are so neck and neck right now that you got to find an X factor. The X factor is just the momentum. And, like, I, man, outside of Chris Hill and David Price, Boston doesn't have a very scared, uh, a very scared heavy pitching rotation. Uh, you, you get the Ken Roll, you're like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but you just go ahead and shut the door. But the Astros, man, it, it's all five of their guys are vets and like seasoned vets at that in the, in playoff play. By the way, they're single handedly carrying the Tigers to the playoffs every year that they win. Like, well, they, 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 they they did have uh, Miggy and Victor Martinez, just saying. Yeah, and Miggy won a triple crown. But it, it didn't matter. Like, they. You knew that every set game was a, a victory when he came out there. Because he was you he brought other people up with him in the rotation. And I listen, I'm not sure that the best bats always win it in postseason play. I think pitching has a lot to do with it. Um, so yeah, I'll make the one eighty spin and say that Astros and, and Bregman are your World Series champs or World Series MVP. Gotcha. Good pick, good pick. Who you got special K, real quick. Oh, I'm gonna stick with the Red Sox. Who wins MVP? Uh, I think the MVP would be probably Mookie Betts. Okay. Good pick. No Brock Holt? No, I mean, he's a role player for them, to be honest. For him to sit out the, you know, game one and then to come back in game two based on who's pitching, he's a role player. I mean, he's a really good player. I mean, only guy to hit for the cycle in the postseason. I get it. But, I mean, let's be honest, all year, I mean, you're really a role player on this team. Yeah, definitely. All right, um, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick the Dodgers. I know I just picked the Brewers to win it, but the more I think about it, the Dodgers just, they they have something to prove from last year. They went out and got Machado. They, Ryu picked his game up, and... Um, I think if the Dodgers get past the Brew Crew, I think they're going to win it. I do. They just, their lineup is just ridiculous, and that's on the proof. And I think your MVP is going to be uh, Mr. Kershaw. He has struggled in the postseason, but I think he nuts up and gets the gets the job done. Can but, I just throw this out there, though? Just, okay. I don't, I don't think it's a bad take. But they have yet to see a rotation like anything that 
Sox or the Astros would get them. No, and I, I, I get that. I do I do get that. But those guys are professional hitters. They, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's our, our first uh, part of the show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll get back to our fan favorite, uh, Nate's Eat of the Week. All right? We'll be right back. And you heard it there first. It's time for Nate's Eats. Um, that song is produced by the one and only Nate himself. Um, not only is he a food enthusiast, but he is also apparently a rapper. So, uh, Big Nate, what is your Chattanooga Eat of the Week? Um, well, you know, I, I, I like to keep my, my life low-key. Um, so, I, I haven't come up with a good rap name yet, but we'll, uh, we'll work on it. Uh, <laughs> my, my pick of the week, okay, this week for eat. Anytime you're in Chattanooga, you're going to experience a lot of different things. You're going to go and you're going to see a lot of great, you know, scenery. Um, you're going to find a good atmosphere in the place. It's it's got a, a young pulse to it, you know, young lifestyle. But it also has enough where it's like you could retire there if you needed to. Um, and what is one thing that everybody loves? Beer. Mexican. Everybody loves chicken. Oh, everybody okay. loves chicken. Now, chicken. Everything, everybody loves chicken. It don't matter who you are, everybody loves chicken. You love chicken? Okay? Everybody loves chicken. So the best chicken joint in the Chattanooga area, you can go from one or two of them, you can go to Champions. Champions Chicken. It is the most fall-off-the-bone good chicken, or you get it boneless, get the tender basket. It's the best deal you can get, too. You get four juicy tenders that just have this nice flaky crust on it, Perfect. The original one is here in Chattanooga at downtown on Martin Luther King Street. They've expanded, added a couple places out there to it. It's awesome. Uh, the fries, I think the fries are undersold there. I think the fries are top three fries in Chattanooga. Uh, but, I, I, again, the Chicken Man at Champy's Chicken, either one of them, you go to the one on, uh, over here by the uh, East Brainerd area, uh, over by the mall. Lee Highway. Lee Highway. Lee Highway, yeah. Go to Lee Highway, or you go down to, to Martin Luther King Street. Either one of them are, are great. Um, obviously, though, if you're first time going, go to the Martin Luther King one. It's just the original. Go on a Thursday night, Friday night with a lot of people there. Um, it's just, it's a joint, man. It's, it's one of those places where it's like people go, hey, let's go get a good chicken joint in. And that, that's it. That's the jam. Awesome. And also, uh, to add on to, to Champies, um, they if you love beer, they sell forties, and you can fill up on some beer as well as some chicken. Um, well, they they are they are known for their forties and foul is what their shirts say. Um, it is it's a sight, man. It, it's a it's definitely a college town restaurant. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and they have a nice selection of waitresses as well. So 
Did you just say that on the air? I did. What'd you say? They're just very nice people. That's all I'm trying to say, ladies. <laughs> but all right, thank you for your uh, your eat of the week. Uh, it's always a special topic for us. Um, so we'll get straight into our NFL uh, pick 'em. We we just got a we got a few games, a few night games uh, tonight, and then Monday night football. We'll start with the Monday night game just because it's not as intriguing as tonight's game. Um, and that's the the Packers and the Niners. Um, who you got, Special K? Ooh, uh, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Is that fair? Can I Ed, do that? It's tough to pick against that guy. I didn't say Packers. I took Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so you're taking the Green Bay Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, he is their team right now. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, you think it's close? Yeah, it'll be close. Really? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nate? can't go with the kneelers so I'm gonna go with I'm at Niners um, so I'm gonna go with the the Green Bay Packers and Mr. Rogers I hope he has a great fantasy day for me as well so did you call them the kneelers? I, I did not mean to that was a typo I meant to say the Niners so clever. what'd you say clever oh I, I it was a t- total mistakes autocorrect yep autocorrect um, the next game, uh, we got uh, tonight's game, the Pats and the Chiefs. Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, I, I think Mahomes is a very amazing quarterback, and I think he's doing great things right now, and the Chiefs are, are going to just, just continue to get better uh, along with uh, Mahomes. Uh, but... Uh, I think the Pats are going to put him in his place tonight. Uh, Belichick has probably had this game marked on his calendar since uh, since Mahomes has been going off. And when you give Mr. Belichick that much time to prepare, he can he can beat anybody. Whether you're uh, up twenty five or down twenty five, ask the Falcons. So. That's who I got. I got the Pats and Mr. Brady, and and don't forget about my boy Michelle. Who you got, Big Nate? I think you go Special K first here. Go Special K, and then let me let me remember. And, and the reason why is because I'm I'm cooking up something for y'all. So go ahead. No pun intended. Get Special K. Nothing, nothing intended here. All right. Uh you know, honestly, I I do. I see where you're coming from with the Pats. 
because uh, I'm a big media person, and I mean, if you've heard Belichick all week, it's been we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Like we're focused on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's got that saving esque mindset where he gets locked in on one thing, and that's what he's locked in, and he kind of creates that atmosphere with his guys. Um, and I think they'll, I think they'll play really well. But it's really hard for me to pick against the Chiefs right now. I mean, what they can do offensively is ridiculous. They got a guy who's a cheetah. They got Kareem Hunt. Are you referring to Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. I call him the cheetah. Uh, Travis Kelsey, who's probably best tight end in the league right now. I mean, you got Mahomes at quarterback. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's like playing Madden with these guys sometimes. I mean, they could score at will. And as much as I like the Patriots, I don't know if their defense keeps up with this. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. All right. So we got one Pats. We got one Chiefs. Let's see what, who you pick, unless you pick a tie. Well, let me ask you this. Are you wearing shorts, by chance? Are y'all wearing shorts? I am wearing shorts. I wore Special K is wearing some jeans. The reason I'm asking is I I hope you stay cool because what I'm about to do is drop the hottest hot take you have ever heard in your entire life. Are you wearing a bikini? And that is my What's that? Are you wearing a swimsuit? I am not wearing a swimsuit, but I should be for how flaming hot this hot take is about about to be. As a matter of fact, I should should literally have all air conditioners blowing on me, bathing in ice, and then it still would not pull me off. Ooh. This is the hot take, folks. The Patriots are done. They're done. The dynasty Ooh. is over. Oh. It's, it is It is gone. Ooh. I think there's bad blood in-house. I think Gronk is not sure he even wants to keep playing football anymore. I think he looks like a, a busted version of the Mr. Incredible Man, the, the robot that ran in like the 1970s cartoons. <laughs> oh, I my. Think Tom, I think Tom Brady... Is I'm literally going to become a transcendentalist. The man is writing more books than Ernest Hemingway at this point. Tom Brady is probably going to be a GM one day, and not only is he going to excel at being the, he's going to be the next Elway. He'll be the the guy that wins all these rings as a quarterback, and then even more as a GM. I think that Belichick, it, it's it's caught up with the father time has hit up uh, all the Patriots. These guys are too young, you know, they're, they're too, I want to be lit, I want to be hit, and Belichick is not that. Um, so, yes, I'll go with the, I will go with the Chiefs today, because honestly, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Tammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt, the defense has been playing at a level that is, is allowing them to win. They just have to hold teams to 20 points. That's it. That's all that their defense has to do. Wow. And, I think you're going to see the biggest offensive day that the Patriots have had all year today. And I think it starts with Josh Gordon. I think Tom Brady has, has found his new play tool here, right? Yeah. At first it was Wes Welker. Then it was Edelman. Then it was Danny Amendola. Now Danny it's, Amendola. It's, you know, it's been gone. And now, I'm telling you, it's going to be Gordon. But the other side of this is it's over. It's over. They're not it's over! Three and they're going to be three and three after this week, and I'll be honest, I will be shocked if they get over five hundred at the end of the season. Well, boom. Okay, that's wild. <laughs> but if there was a rebuttal, 
let's take a look at who's in their division. Let's 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 not say that the the Buffalo Bills were the Miami Dolphins. In the words of one of my close, close associates, said they suck hot dogs, and the New York Football Jets are going to beat the Patriots. I think they're at least five hundred, and they'll probably make the playoffs because that division is so weak. I I agree, but all three of those teams are terrible. They suck hot dogs. Can we hot say dogs, that? Hot dogs, yes. They they suck. But we, we, I think the Jets steal one. I'm telling you, all it takes is for for a couple of those teams to steal one. And now the Bills, the Bills are terrible. They're the Buffalo right. Blows. But if it's, if it's <laughs> one of those things where they just have to take one, I think the Jets can take one. And I think if you, I mean, the, the Dolphins can take one. But did no, you watch them versus Jacksonville? The Patriots versus Jacksonville was terrible. They they looked out of sync. They looked like a broken a broken truck trying to run down the interstate. I, I'm with you, and, but the thing about me is, it's as as much as we are kind of discrediting this team, and in the words of one man, it's over. Here's the thing that really scares me: the last time this team started two and two, they went up to the Super Bowl and won it. It's hard for me to count them out. Regardless of how old they look, how beat up, how bruised, because Bill is still that mastermind that finds a way to win when he needs to win. That's why I can't count him out. Now, I won't pick him tonight, but for the rest of the year, that would be really tough. It would. It definitely would. Also, can we talk about how Bill Belichick is a professional running back killer? He, he runs these dudes like they are, are interchangeable parts. Like it's a an old 1980s Camaro engine. He just revs them up, tells them to go. Like Sonny Michelle's gonna get hurt. The dude's gonna get hurt by like week six or, or week seven. We're already on week six, so next week we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm telling you, I, Michelle is getting overused, and then you have people like White and all these other little scat backs. I mean, I, I'm I'm ready for Rex Burkhead to be resurrected from the grave to come out there for the New England Patriots and catch 10 balls for 100 yards and then try to put, produce something that will look like the old Tom Brady offense, but it's not really the same thing. I, I'm telling you, I think I think it's over. I think the dynasty is done. Well, that, that is a, definitely a hot take. Uh, I don't know if I agree, but that's why, why we love having you on our show because you always keep us on our toes. So we appreciate that. We're going to take another break, uh, get us to the last part of our show. Um, we'll be right back after, after a quick break from our sponsors. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, the wild pitch onto the final segment of our day, college football. And our wild card that we'll end the show with. Um, but before we get into this college football um, just a reminder, we have our guest, uh, Nate Tompkins. The Nate Tompkins. Yeah, and, and we always like to have a, a rapid-fire session with our uh, with our guests. We did it last time with Nate. Um, we're going to do it again, all right? Um, me and Special K have a couple questions for you. Um, first thing that pops to your head when, when, we, when we ask you these questions. You ready? Yeah, let's roll. All right. Um, if you could meet one president, who would it be? Ooh, 
George Bush, the younger, the son. George W. Yeah, George W. All right. Favorite American holiday? What's that now? What's your favorite American holiday? Best American holiday? Nate's eats, baby. Nate's eats. That's a gimme. That's a gimme. You're at Taco Bell. Twelve thirty in the morning. You got ten dollars. Got ten dollars. What are you buying? What are you buying? Oh man! Uh, what are we talking? Like I just showed up late. Like I'm just gonna late night craving, or have I been out all night? An old, an uh, an old Nate, old Chop House Nate, late night. Um, I am going three cheesy uh, burritos, three cheesy beefy burritos. Those okay. are $1 a piece. Okay. I'm going to roll two. I'm going to roll two cheese roll-ups, three okay. caramel apple empanadas, and a Diet Mountain Dew. Wow. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's, that's awesome. Ball, that's balling on a budget. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next question, all-time favorite TV show. All-time favorite TV show. And you better uh, not say friends. Trap Bauer, 24. 24. 24. All right. Uh, All-time, all-time favorite baseball player. All-time favorite baseball player? Yeah. Can I, can I give it a tie? You can. You can. Uh, we'll go 1990s. 1990s. What's that? 1990s. Oh, yeah. These are both in the 90s anyway. I'll just tell Rocker and John Rocker. Oh, I, I've met Mr. Rocker, and his his wife is smoking. Man, or girlfriend. I don't know what she is, but she is smoking. And last question. On this planet, who has the best luck out of any person you've ever met? Oh, Ryan Bruce. It's not even close. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get straight into college football now. Um, so this weekend, Nate, there's a lot of upsets, a lot. You had Tennessee over Auburn, LSU over Georgia, Oregon over Washington, Michigan State over Penn State, Iowa State over West Virginia, and a lot of people forget about this one, but Virginia beat Miami. What's your take on that? Well, I have the pleasure of doing um, obviously, it's just not a common occurrence due to my occupation. But I did. I, I because of uh, the way some things worked out, I just had the, the ability to just spend some time with my family and enjoy a lot of these games. Here, here's my take on a couple of these things. Okay, and, and we'll go. I, I guess we'll go game by game with some of this. Um, here's three things though that I've got from this weekend. Okay, Shoot. number one, I believe there are a lot of teams out there that are not playing consistent football. I think that there are, I think LSU played over their head and Georgia played under their normal selves. And I think that that may not be the last time we see them. That may not be the last time we see them um, play each other. Uh, Now, I I think that um, for, you look at teams like Penn State, lost to Michigan State. Um, Ohio State struggled with Minnesota. You are seeing now some teams really be exposed for mediocrity. Like they, they, their machine is a little bit broken today. 
of those lull weeks, which happens all throughout the country. And, I mean, if you look at our, I think the past, I want to say it's the past six national champions have been one-loss teams. I may be wrong on that. I would have to check the stats. But that's my, that's my big takeaway, number one, is that there were, this was a lull week for a lot of teams. And it came up and bit, I want to say it's like 10 ranked teams this week. Um, my take number two is I think we are currently witnessing the best offensive play countrywide that we've ever seen. I think that there is better offenses all throughout the country. And I don't know if that's a sign of that our worst defenses, but I think that the offense as a whole is just a lot better across the country. And my third take and probably my hottest take of the day outside of the Patriots thing that I just want to point Explain to me why LSU or Iowa State rushed the field for beating West Virginia or Georgia. LSU is ranked 16th, I think it was, in the country. They've been ranked 13th. 13th? Yeah. And they beat Georgia, and they rushed the field. That is a sign that you don't know how to win. Like, you are not expecting to win that game so much that you are overwhelmed with so much passion that you deserve it. I'm going to rush the field after beating Georgia. And, and Georgia fans should totally take that as credit to their program. They should sit there and go, this means they had no expectation to beat us. The fans absolutely 100% thought that they had no chance of winning today. That's why they stormed the field. And Iowa State, come on, man. Paul Rose has done this every year that he's been there. He's beat one team out of the Big 12 whether it's Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech, when they were hot. Whoever it is, Paul Rhodes is a giant killer, like uh, Pat Narguzzi over at, at Pitt. Like, these people just need to understand, which, by the way, another world game right there for Notre Dame. And I get Pitt rushing the field against Notre Dame. I'd have got on them, too. It, it doesn't make sense to me why you're you're rushing the field over, one, a conference opponent, and, two, somebody that you really should be. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that this just this is common sense, but this totally shakes up everything that's happening um, with the playoffs down the road. Uh, I think I think that we might have that. There's potential. Call me crazy, but there's potential. There could be a a two loss team that sneaks in if things keep going the way they they're going. Um, it's not out of the question by any means. So, uh, which would be just crazy to see, because that's that's unheard of to see a two-loss team have a chance to win a natty, you know? I, I do, and I'll, I'll even say this. Right now, um, and I, I don't make no bones about it, I grew up an Alabama fan. Um, I, let me make this also, though, very clear. I am an Alabama fan and in the sense that I am a fan of the school and the program. I would like to distance myself, though, from all these other Alabama fans because we have been the worst fan base in the country for the past five to next ten years. And obviously there'll be people that go, oh, no, it's longer than that. Give, give me credit here. I understand how bad our fan base is. I get it. I, I am a fan of the program. I'm a fan of what's happened there. Um, I grew up, like I said, in Alabama. I grew up a fan of that. Mm-hmm. I I. This is the first time I felt comfortable saying, first time ever under Nick Saban that I, I felt comfortable saying, he seems like he's built the team that he finally won 
be a race from second place. And, and so I don't think it's, it's out of people's mind. I think everybody else is going to be beating up on everyone else. If you took out Alabama out of the equation this year, like if you just took them out of the equation, you could say Clemson might lose next week to NC State. They might lose to, you know, someone on down the road. They've got kind of a relatively easier schedule, but they may lose somewhere. You could go Ohio State, still has to get through Michigan, Michigan State. They've got a couple of, I think they may have already played Michigan State, but they've got some other teams that they've got to really, you know, pony up for, so to speak. I, you could easily make the assumption that there will be more two-loss teams competing for a final spot. So I, I think that that's a good point. I think you're going to see – I think you'll see a two-loss two playoff team. Wow. That's that's wild. What do you, what do you have to say? Well, you know, I you know, I, I think first thing is is it's back to the his Nate's first two takeaways. I think the first one is true. I think the game's evolved tremendously towards offensive play. You know, and, and it's it's just not on the college level. It, you know, we always, you know, we make the number like whatever happens in the NFL trickles down to the college game. And it has. You know, it's no secret the NFL is a passing league. Yeah. And, and college football is really headed in that direction. And I don't think it's necessarily that Nick has created the team that he's always wanted, but the, the genius about Nick is he's adjusted to the times of the way the game is being played. Yeah. And so now he's got this phenomenal passing quarterback that everyone else has always had. Because let's be honest, there have been dozens of other teams in the last – seven years since he's been at Alabama, who've had great quarterbacks. Tremendously better quarterbacks. I mean, in the last four years, there have been better quarterbacks, pure quarterbacks, than Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. No secret there. Dare I say Johnny Menzel at A&M was a better quarterback. Yeah. JT Barnett, better quarterback. And we're just naming a handful. So, yeah, I think it's 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 Nick's finally – the scary part is, is he's finally adapted offensively to what the trend is. Not, But then again, he still has the run game that he's used to. You saw that in the second half last night. But defensively, I think they'll get the edge because Nick is still a defensive guy. Yeah. Now, this is a, a smaller team, but they're faster than any team he's had before as a unit. And they're a little bit longer. Now, if they stay healthy and they get a little bit more experience, they could be really dangerous. Yeah. But I think if you're a good defensive team in college football, that's what's going to separate you. I think what Kirby Smart's trying to build at Georgia, you see a big emphasis on defense. Because he's a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how to score points. But you got to be able to stop people to be the difference maker in college football. So, I will say that. I think... Because I grew up in Alabama. I mean, I'm a fan of Alabama. But, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say we're the worst fan base. I think we're, for as good as the team's been, it hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of support. Uh, Nate probably ate, you know, probably can date me when I say things like, you know, I remember when Mike DeBose was coach. Dennis Franchoni. Like, people forget those days when, you know, Andrew Zoe was – Yep, when people when I remember guys like Andrew Zhao, Zhao was that quarterback or Freddie Kitchens, like I go, 
those are not all-star guys. <laughs> this wasn't an all-star team all the time. Um, it had some rough patches. And then even the Mike Shula days. I mean, it it wasn't that, that great. I think he had one 10-win season, and that was really it. Yeah. So. And the thing with Shula, man, Shula, you know, Shula had guys on that team that were projectable NFL stars. D'Amico Ryan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fred Roach. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, even he, he ran Kenneth Darby into the ground. Else, he would have been, I think, a, a NFL running back to this day still. I went to school um, Tyron Procro, you know, all the Oh, terrible injury. Yeah. Ugh. Could you could you could you imagine that pain from that injury, Nate? No. And, and you know, he coaches now in um, in Alabama back home in Cleveland, Cleveland County. Um, and you know, he the work that he does, which is just I think it's you know, one of those all things work together, um, he uh, he teaches injury prevention. I mean, he's getting kids now. He get, he's getting the Kyrie Irvings. He's getting the Zion Williamsons to come to his school for a year. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have had that if it was one of those, I'm not going to allow these ones and duds here. I'm not going to recruit these guys that want to stay. Right. Because, you know, he missed out. He did recruit John Wall. He did recruit DeMarcus Cousins. Right. He did recruit a couple of these guys that said, I'm going one and done. He said, well, fine. If you're going to go one and done, you can't play for me. Right. And then we all know what happened with that. Sure. Uh, you know, Kentucky had the team that should have won but didn't, so that's all another conversation. Yeah. Well, um, have you ever felt any pain in your legs the same way uh, Tyrone felt in his legs, Nate? Um, absolutely not. I, there's no way that I could even imagine that. Now, what I will say, though, is, and I, I'm sure, you know, one might accuse you of fishing here, but um, – if you are to ever be a softball, uh, slow pitch softball in this case, or, you know, I'm blessed enough to coach fast pitch. Um, but if you if you did play slow pitch um, and you're pitching to a pull hitter and you pitch it outside, I hope you have faster reflexes than I do uh, because when you have a collegiate third baseman who is a pull hitter and you pitch it outside, they will shoot a ball straight to your shin so hard that it literally looks like you're crying out to God to take you home. Um, Can we repeat anything you said when you were on the ground? There's nothing that I I believe should or can be repeated for for the words that I've said. Um, I will also just atone to those actually may have been demons that were being exercised out of me. Uh, (laughs) As far as as that ball was hit, um, it hit my shit, immediately turned black and purple, uh, which is the sign I'm assuming of the devil, and then just just cut him out. Just absolutely that. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure that I offended anyone in that neighborhood uh, for things that I yelled. Uh, doesn't need to be brought up or, or 
different for college football uh we want you to pick who's going to win the east and who's going to win the west in the sec is that it is that like the only thing we got yeah we'll, we'll get back to you later in the week uh for our our pick them for uh all the games once all the uh all, like who's favored and all the spreads come out sure i No, just SEC East, SEC West. Who's gonna uh, win each conference, and who's and who's gonna win the SEC championship? Which I feel like we all know. Um, I believe the SEC. Um, let me go with the SEC West first. That's I think that one's a little less dramatic. Um, I I think it's Alabama's to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy, um, I believe that it, it's. It's a show. It's just it's it's going to be it's going to be the St. Louis Rams greatest show on turf. Uh, this is going to be you know the greatest show on dirt, uh, so to speak. I, I believe that that Tua Togovia is the closest thing to a pro style, uh, pro ready quarterback in college football right now. And statistically speaking, he's doing things that are. He's making reads that are not normal. It is the way that he reads the defense is up there with Russell Wilson and like I break yes, Peyton Manning yes. He's he is internally probably one of the most educated people in reading a defense that I've ever seen. Um, and he just he just so happens to have the physical talent to back it up. Um, I think that Alabama's defense is weak in the linebacker slot area. Um, I think they've got talented guys, but I don't know how deep they are. Christian Miller, Anthony Jennings, uh, Mac Wilson, those guys are all a little, uh, they're good, but they're all a little shaky. You know, they're all a little injury prone, not really sure who's behind them in the depth chart, that kind of stuff. But um, I, they're a beat defense. To me, defense is seven, and I think the secondary gets better every week. It's going to be really hard for people to find a weakness in Alabama uh, for for the SEC West. We'll, we'll stop there. Now, the SEC I believe that the SEC East comes down to one game and one game only, and that is Georgia versus Florida. Hmm. Um, I think I think Florida is now beginning to buy into Mullet. I believe there are people that are, and, and you know, the immediate reaction might be to go. Well, they didn't look too good against Vanderbilt. Um, just remember what week they came off of. You know, they did come off of the high of beating LSU. Um, they had to travel away from their, their home. Um, I, I think I think Florida is the, oh, I've won them hands down second best team in the, in the East. Um, and two, I believe that they have the, the tools right now to threaten a Georgia team that looks like they need some help bad. Um, I think if Georgia and Florida were to play next week, it's not going to go well. Hmm. I don't think it goes well for them. 
that party on the, this year, it may be the, you know, the game that decides the East or how the East was won. Um, and the winner of that game will go to play in the SEC Championship. Um, right now, I'm going to give I'm going to give the edge to Florida out of what I saw uh, from Georgia. I think Georgia is the more talented team, but I think Florida is clicking on more cylinders right now. Um, right now, the edge is to Florida. Maybe after a week or two, we'll see um, what happens. And Georgia will play like their normal selves. If Georgia's playing like their normal selves, it's Georgia. If it, things continue the way they are, it's Florida. And both teams are going to have a really tough time slowing down an Alabama offense that has been just untouchable this year. Yeah, I, I think you. I think for the West, I think you're. I think you're there. I think it's you know right now it's Alabama. I, mean, I know. I know people think that you know they're going to get tested, and I think they will. I think you know down the stretch, LSU, Auburn, those are going to be tough games. They just traditionally are. I mean, there's, there's never, there's never a pass in this conference. Um, with the East, though, Big Nate, I, I kind of have to disagree. And the reason why I disagree is because I think the Kentucky Wildcats are, no pun intended, they're the wild card in this thing. Because what everybody forgets is Kentucky's already beat Florida. So Florida needs the win just as bad as Georgia. But even if it's tiebreaker, Kentucky would get that. But then the interesting part is then the, the next week is Georgia-Kentucky. So if you're Georgia, you need this win as much or more than Florida does. Because if you leave your fate to Kentucky, that could be interesting. Man, could you imagine could you imagine Alabama, Kentucky in the SEC championship? Well, first off, what Martin Stoops has done up there is just it's incredible. I mean, Stoops has been he is he has led that program to national relevance. Um, and man, if you if you if you watch them play, they're pretty good. They're, they're you know they beat a Florida team mm-hmm. that I don't think I don't think had their bearings about them when they when they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they handled business, man. They handled them. Um, I don't want to throw this card out there, but I think I will in this case. It's still Kentucky. Like it's still Kentucky. Like oh I, come I, on. I, I, And I don't think Auburn 
Right. Within two losses. Sure. Um, I do think, I think Alabama is only going to lose one game if they lose. I don't, I do not see them losing two games. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I, I think in order for Alabama to be knocked out of position to play in that SEC championship, it would require two losses. I just don't see that happening. Do I think they're undefeated? That's a whole other kind of conversation. Ooh. Well, I'll give my picks real quick. Um, I think Alabama's a lock. Um, I think no one's going to challenge them, really. LSU might give them a little trouble, but I think Bama still wins that game by at least two possessions. Uh, Auburn is not Auburn. They're they're struggling uh, quite a bit. They're 1-3 and three in the SEC uh, with an, an embarrassing loss to Mississippi State and the Vols. Um, and I just don't see them challenging Bama much, especially with it being in Tuscaloosa this year. Um, I think Malzahn's days are are coming to a, to an end at Auburn. Um, I think he's going to get the Butch Jones treatment, and he's going to get out. He's going to get kicked out. For the East, uh, that's tough. The way Georgia looked yesterday, I, I really wasn't worried about LSU, honestly. And uh, I just didn't think they had the offense, but Mr. Burroughs, I said Burroughs, not Barrows. Uh, Mr. Burroughs, he uh, he proved me wrong. Kid is a, a really, really solid quarterback with a lot of grit, and he helped that team to victory. We just simply could not stop the run game. And when they didn't run, they had the deep ball open. We just could not figure it out. I think Kirby tried to get a little too cute with his uh, his play calling. Like he took a he took a damn play out of Les Miles' playbook with the the fake field goal. You never see that out of Kirby. So uh, now they set the tempo from the get go. Um, had we get that, it might be a totally different ball game because uh, of the momentum. But uh, that was just a, a shit show all around. Um, I think that uh, I think this bye week is going to be huge, and I I, I do think Georgia is going to end up being your uh, representative from the East. However, I think Bama is going to throw all over us and. Uh, I just don't see anyone stopping Bama even in the playoffs. So uh, that's that's my take on it. Um, I it, it, the, yesterday was was frustrating, very frustrating to watch, especially with the chances we were given. But uh, hopefully, the bye week they lots of fire underneath their tails and they get something going. Um, so you mentioned the playoffs. Um, let I'll ask. My four playoffs. Yeah, well, they changed from last week. Uh, I got. I'm gonna go Bama, Ohio State, uh, Clemson, and that fourth one is up in the air. Uh, I'm Notre Dame. Maybe it could be anybody. Um, but I think if Georgia could upset Bama in the in the championship game, SEC, it makes things easier on the uh, on the panel where. There you go. You have Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. You know, but I, I don't see that happening. What about you? I want to hear special case first because this is this is another one of my your boys going to be wearing shorts, 
who do I like in the in the in the playoff selection? Uh, I don't think mine's changed too much. I think I had some initial teams that I liked, uh, and it hasn't changed because I think there's going to be. I think up to this point we've seen there's been a lot of upsets, and I still think there are some left to go. Obviously, that's what makes college football so fun, and I think there's going to be some a lot of one loss teams. It kind of reminds me of the year uh, I want to say it was twenty was it twenty sixteen when Clemson won it. Uh, they were the only undefeated team in it, so. Everybody else had a loss. So, you know, I'm going to take Bama. I think Bama's going to be that undefeated team in it. Uh, I think Ohio State is probably there, and only because they, after beating Penn State and then watching Michigan State upset Penn State, I really thought that would be the only team to really give them trouble down the stretch. Uh, And then I will take... Hmm, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm going to stick with Clemson because I think they dodge enough bullets to get there in the ACC. And then I got to be honest, I I wanted to say Notre Dame, but I despise Notre Dame. Like, I, I hate Notre Dame so much. I hate them as much as Laker fans hate Celtics fans. Like, complete polar opposites but they're kind of on the fringe for me the other wild card for me could be Georgia if Georgia finished out um but after taking the loss yesterday it's up for grabs so I'm kind of leaning towards Notre Dame uh, I, I am with you on the Notre Dame hate train I, that's, that's a classic blue blood True grid, hardcore robbery from the Bear Bryant. Yeah. Um, here's here's the deal, and I, I hope we can write these down because I got two that are going okay. right now. I've got one that is here's who I think will be in. Here is who I want to be. Okay. Okay. Go the for first it. is who I think. Here's who the first who I think will be in. Okay. Okay. I I believe that. Alabama will be the, the one seed. I do believe that will happen. Right. I believe I believe the two seed will be Clemson. Right. I think that they are. I don't know who's going to challenge them. Um, I think they're going to they're going to have to dodge bullets. Sure. I think they'll come close, like Syracuse type scare close a couple times. Sure. Sure. Um, but I don't know. You know, like I, I think that that's. I think they're who, who will, you know, I think they'll be in there. Yeah. Here's what things get interesting. Notre Dame has the toughest schedule left, and really the toughest schedule so far mm-hmm. of any team that is in contention. They are, um, they're the ninth strength of schedule overall, ninth, mm-hmm. ninth toughest, okay? Right. I, I think they're going to drop one. I just, I don't see the horses. I don't see him there. Ooh. Brian Kelly just looks kind of like, he kind of looks like Bambi sometimes. Like he just is like falling into the forest. You're not really sure what's going on. No, Notre Dame is a, is a flashy pick though. I, I, I'm so close to going, yep, they should be there, they should be there, but I don't think they make it. Right. Here's who I do think makes it though, in that three seed, and this may 
just bully Wisconsin. Bully Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, the last team to beat Wisconsin by more than 10 points. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know who it was? In a regular season. They beat them by more than 10? Beat them by more than 10 in a regular season. The last team to do so. Is it like Purdue or something? It was the University of Alabama. They went on to win the national championship. Right. Now, you're going, okay, yeah, sure. The team before that, they only lost by 10 three times in the past, I want to say, like seven years. Okay? The past three teams, University of Alabama, Ohio State, and I want to say it was either the Oklahoma year or Florida State year, Mm -hmm. but all three teams went on to win the national championship. Sure. And lo and behold, Michigan comes up and whoops. I mean, whoops. Okay? Right. So I think Michigan, right, right there, now, listen, blown away by the quarterback play of Shea Patterson. Long ago in the days of him playing in Oxford, Mississippi, he looks like a killer out there. He looks like he is ready to, to fight somebody as a quarterback. Um, I think he's a fearless leader kind of guy. And so, hell to the blue, I think they're going to be there in the three spot. In the four spot. Mm-hmm. I now believe since Notre Dame and Ohio State get eliminated, I think you see a team like Oregon creep up there and steal that four spot. Mm-hmm. And you have Mario Cristobal, who is a former Saban disciple, um, mm-hmm. O-line coach in Alabama less than, I'm going to say, five years ago. Mm-hmm. The dude is just rode up the ranks. Um, I think he is he's the, the guy that, that leads Oregon uh, back to national prominency. And I, I'll say this, I, as Oregon versus Alabama, you know, it doesn't have the sexiness of the, the Chip Kelly days, but it does, I think it still brings attention. I think you get West Coast plus East Coast. Mm-hmm. I think that, that would be a good, good fight. I think the committee thinks about that. Um, I think that might be your top four going in. So, sure. again, your four in order, Alabama, Clemson, um, Michigan, and Oregon. Now, who do I want to see in it? I would like to see Alabama in there, of course, as the one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, in the two seed, in the two seed spot, um, I, I do think that I, w- I want to see Dabo. I want to see Dabo get back in there. I want to see that team. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um I'm even going to say that I want I want Harbaugh, and I actually, um, you know, I, I'm kind of leaning on the when I rather have Oregon or, or Clemson there, but I would rather have Clemson at this point. Um, that may change later. But my fourth seed, the one that I want to be in there, and this is you better have your shorts on, boys. I want I want Central Florida. We want Central Florida. I want. Central Florida more than any other team. They have run them out too long. They keep saying, we want Bama, we want Bama, we want Bama. I won't give it to them. I want, I want to give it to them. They, they don't know what they're asking for. You lose by one point, or excuse me, win by one point to Memphis, and you're screaming, we want Bama at the end of that game. I, you don't want Bama. You don't want them. You don't want that. You don't want that kind of problem in your life. And I, I don't think they want any of those other three teams I mentioned. But sure. uh, it needs to it needs to happen. Alabama versus Central Florida, I think, needs to happen in order for there just to be a little bit right in the 
Mm. I, I think that game, that game, can you imagine the ratings that would come from that game? Central Florida versus Alabama. Mm. I'm sure there would be people that would turn it off because they go, that's not even a game. But the casual football fan, do you think they turn that to Central Florida versus Alabama? Because I, I, I think they are, they they can't miss it. I think it's, it's nothing but a hot take there, but uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Um, that's very wild, but I would like to see Central Florida get their tails kicked and finally show them that, that if they played an SEC uh, heavy schedule, that they would finish it like like a Vandy or a South Carolina would. So uh, I don't think that, that I, I think that they'd be down there with those guys. And I think that if you take a Vandy and a South Carolina and put them in the American or that that is the conference they're in, right? The American, yeah, it's exactly. Uh, you put them in that conference. I think they're doing the same thing that that UCF is doing. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's great what they're doing, but that they need to be put in their place for sure. But real quick, Nate, uh, before we have to go, uh, we have a, another segment and. Uh, it's called the wild card. We're gonna ask you three questions randomly picked, and we want you to give us the answer. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. First question. Uh, speaking of the American Conference, who is the American Conference football team to win an SEC championship? Do you know that? Memphis. No, excuse me. Tulane. Tulane. Tulane would be that, the one. That is correct. That. that is correct. All right. And to, all right, next one. Um, Special K is going to read it. Next question. Who? Wow, what is I get, This is horrible. Who was? That was, that was from. Uh, who is the only Heisman winner from BYU? Who is the only Heisman winner from BYU? Um, is it, is it Bronco Mendenhall? Is that right? We do not have the answers. I just knew the Tulane one from NCAA football. Can I just tell you this is not great radio? Um, no, it's Ty Detmer. All right. Last one. Last time Tennessee finished 12-0. and It's got to be 98 from when they won the, the Natty, right? I, I assume. Again, do you have the answer? No, th- these are random questions from our fans that uh, they they tweet to us throughout the week. And we, we do not even have the answers. We, we answer them ourselves, and then we go go and see if, if we're correct. Interesting take. I will go with 98 then. 98? Special K, who you got? What do you got? Um, I would have said 
I want to say 98-99, if I'm going to guess, on the Tennessee. And Heisman winners from BYU. Oh, wow. Um, I I knew this one. I didn't know the year. I was going to say Ty Detmer because he was late 80s, early 90s because uh, he was left-handed, so I remember that. Uh, but, yeah, that, those are my guesses. Hmm. I'm going to go uh, – I was going to pick Tulane just because I already knew that from NCAA football. Um, I was going to say somebody like Steve Young for the the BYU. Um, but that's – that's Steve Young Mormon? Yeah, he is Mormon. Or he went to BYU at least. You have to be Mormon to go there. And then uh, I was going to say 98 uh, just because that's the year all Vols fans say feels like 98. And uh, your three answers are Tulane, Detner, and 1998 Tennessee Vols, led by, led by Philip Fulmer himself. So there you uh, have it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure those are right. They are. They're correct. I, I have the answers right here. So. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, Big wow. Nate. We appreciate your time. Uh, any last words you let the leave with the fans? Um, sure. Make sure you're tuning in to Wild Pitch every week um, and share it on social media. Um, if y'all want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Nate Tompkins. Same thing on IG. And, yeah. Awesome. Stay hungry, folks.